Hey everyone, Amina here with the Float Small Business Podcast, speaking with Ron Dawson, who's an author, filmmaker, and content marketing expert. And we're going to be talking about his journey of starting a business during a pandemic and some of the best practices he's learned along the way. Thanks so much, Ron. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Amina. First and foremost, how are you? It's been a little while since we last chatted. One of the challenges, you know, for me has been this issue of most of what I have always like written or blogged about or podcasted about has been about filmmaking and the visual arts. And, you know, for the past, you know, four years, my writing um, and blogging has really turned more towards um, issues of uh, race relations and, and politics. And uh, one of the refrains uh, that I've heard a few times, which you know, personally has been frustrating and, and it's frustrating for a lot of people of color is uh, and, and people wanting to see quote unquote positive Ron again. And it's this idea of, I used to write, like the most controversial thing I used to write about would be about, you know, is, you know, Final Cut Pro better than Premiere or is Canon better than Nikon or, you know, something along those lines, which, yeah. you know, as you know, in the visual arts community can be very yeah. provocative. <laughs> we can get riled up over that stuff. <laughs> right. Like you, you think, uh, you think your debate with the Trump supporters is pretty bad. Try a Canon <laughs> person versus a Nikon person. Yeah. But uh, as I've been writing more of these personal essays, if you will, and my, per my book and even, and addressing these issues of racial injustice and disparity that is prevalent in the country right now. Yeah. Uh, there were a number of people who have said, Ron, why are you always angry? Why don't you go back to writing about the nice things you used to write about? And, um, and you know, I mean, it just, to a person, you know, particularly to a black man in this country, when, and everyone who said that just happens to be a white man. And so uh, when, what it feels like, what it feels like to a person of color when they hear that is, I don't want to hear about the issues that are bothering you, that are affecting you, whatever they are, because they don't feel good or they make me look in the mirror or they make me have to wrestle things I don't want to wrestle with. And, mm. and then I've been told in, in, no, in certain, no, in certain terms, they haven't used those terms, but it's like, we don't want to hear you talk about that. You know, go back to writing about fun stuff. And that's, and that's really mm. hard and that's frustrating. Um, that being said, I've also had a tremendous amount of support from people in the community as well who have just said, I, I re I'm really moved by what you're saying, Ron, or I, you know, I've been reading your people. I didn't even know were following me saying, Hey, I've been reading your writings for the past couple of years and you really kind of changed my mind about something. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Or I feel the same way. And I feel like there's all these people who kind of like watch on the sidelines uh, because they're afraid to, you know, dip their toe in, which I can totally understand. And so that's um, that's always made that's kind of made it all worthwhile. Wow, there yeah. is there is a book that I just saw uh, was announced, uh, and I think it's out now. It's definitely on my to read list. It's called Think Again by Adam Grant. Mm. And oh, interesting. And there was one line um, that. I just, I think just kind of summarizes really well what you were saying. And it's, it's that in our, basically in our daily lives, too many of us kind of favor the comfort of conviction mm. 
over mm. the discomfort of doubt. And, and especially mm. in a time like this where there are so many unknowns in our world. And right, so right. that leads us to like listening to opinions that make us feel good instead of ideas that make us think harder about either the world or about our situations or about our role in it. And so then we start to see disagreement as a threat to our egos rather than as an opportunity to learn. And I could see how even in non-pandemic times, that's kind of a tall ask, right? Because it's comfortable mm -hmm. to just live in your own assumptions. I'm really curious about how we can use our various platforms. And you know, on mm -hmm. this podcast, we're talking a lot about small businesses. And yeah. can small businesses have a platform, be a platform for various kinds of change? I think that's absolutely right. And I think our businesses can be that. I mean, it could start with just being more in tune with issues that face small businesses and and large and and how you respond to them as a as a small business owner kind of the choices that you make um to really be sensitive not only to the people who work for you but the people that you're that your business serves right too. right absolutely yeah. well ron i know that you've got some kind of exciting things coming down the pike yeah. i have been so interested to talk to you about what this last i mean what month are we in it's been it's been October. what like seven or seven or eight months or so can you just kind of nutshell what january through now has been like for you yeah and how you feel that other small businesses could relate to that story <laughs> no absolutely so um it, it's been kind of a whirlwind year for me for a lot of different a lot of different reasons um last year i had uh, a very amicable divorce from my um wife of 17 years we're still very supportive of one another um and we actually made a video we had a conscious uncoupling ceremony on the beach of spain it's a tearjerker um we shared wow. it. it got so much support um and you know we we kind of wanted to be in divorce. Um, we didn't even like to use that term, um, but we wanted to be in in divorce where we were in marriage in terms of a role model of how you how you do it. And wow. and so, but so coming out of that at the end of the year, and then going into this new season of my life and whatnot. And um, in February, I um, moved on. I was at a, a previous employer. It was a hard time. And so. At that moment, I needed to kind of like regroup what I was going to do. And so I started uh, essentially uh, a content marketing business, um, doing freelance. But I also started looking at other opportunities and uh, things were looking good. It was right before NAB. I was going to be doing some stuff at NAB with some with some clients. Super fun. Do some film series. Everything was looking good. And one of my uh, potential clients was saying, you know, uh, uh, I think NAB is going to be canceled. I'm like, they're not going to cancel NAB. Nah, no way. Well, lo and behold, they canceled NAB. Everything in the world was canceled. The quarantine hit um, like around March. And for the first few months, it was really touch and go there in terms of, uh, you know, wondering, you know, you know, where finances were going to come from and whatnot. And, you know, for the first time in years, I had to take on credit card debt. And, 
you know, we had always prided ourselves, like once we got out of debt, like at one point we got into like six figures worth of debt. We always committed to always paying off debt. But this was the first time where I had to carry debt again. And mm-hmm. I used to beat myself up over about it. Like I I kind of felt guilty about it. I felt, you know, shameful. It's not quite the word, but and it wasn't like a huge amount. It was it was nowhere near what it used to be. But you know, it was a few thousand dollars and you know, it was a few thousand dollars more than I was used to because I was used to keeping a zero sure. balance. But then I had to come to a point where it's like, you know what? The country is currently in the greatest unemployment and depression, uh, economic depression since the Great Depression. It's okay, Ron, if <laughs> you carry a few thousand dollars worth of debt to get yeah. through this time. And just to give myself that grace, that permission to not uh, beat myself up over the fact that everyone is going through some really trying times. Yeah. And there were a number of clients who I was talking to at the beginning of the pandemic. And a few months later, you know, once things, you know, sort of settled down, once they kind of regrouped what they were doing with their various departments, um, you know, a number of the clients I was talking to eventually did hire me. And, you know, as of now, you know, knock on wood, I'm at a point where my client load is completely filled up. I'm actually to the point now where I am having to bring on people to help me um, with the workload that I have yeah. and kind of like expand my team. You know, the challenging time that I had in February was the best thing that happened to me. And I'm at a place now where all the work that I do is work that I love doing. I have amazing clients. And um, my book that I wrote, which is sort of like this political satire slash memoir about my adult life as a black man being in a predominantly white world. It's sort of like a comedy. Um, recently got picked up by a publisher. And, you know, I spent the past few years working on it and writing on it. Oh. So, you know, you know, right now this is, despite all the craziness that's happening in the world, yeah, in a lot of ways, 2020 is a sh- shit storm. Like, I, can I curse on this? Sure. Oh, I can't yeah. say that. <laughs> um, We're all about being real here. <laughs> but on the other hand, there's all these also other amazing things in terms of like my book getting published working with some partners to actually make it into a tv series um getting a, a full client load with amazing clients yeah um being in a, being a much better spot now wow. um, than i was back in the previous situation anyway so that's amazing uh, congratulations yeah. ron because that i Thank mean you. and then it's such a short amount of time i bet yeah that there have got to be listeners that just heard you say all this that are wondering, how did he do it? Because yeah. in a nutshell, Ron, what you did mm-hmm. was you started a business in a pandemic. Yeah. And it's super successful. Yeah. Can you explain? A big thing for me was really leveraging past relationships that I've been building for a long period of time, just to be frank. And, um, you know, I've spent, you know, I started my video business in 2002 and from the very, from the get go, like I, I, I joke that I was doing content marketing before they called it content marketing. A lot of the notoriety, for lack of a better word, that I got in the industry was because of my blogging and my marketing. Like I wrote a book called Refocus and that was published in 2009 by Peach Pit. And a lot of that was because of those kind of things that I did. So I, I've spent years doing blogging and podcasting and creating these relationships with, you know, people like you and um, large vendors like, you know, Lens Pro to Go and Wistia and um, all these other companies. And so, and then in my past job, I was, um, 
you're managing editor and content marketing for you know this big SaaS company in the video industry, and I built up connections there. And so I leveraged the connections I had to their fullest potential with no shame or with no uh, uh, timidity about reaching out and saying, like, this is what I'm capable of doing. This is the experience I've had. And I think that everyone has, I think, some network that they've built. And I think in times like this, you really got to tap that network to its fullest. Cause, and that's what I did. And, and being patient and following up. Like a couple of the clients I have, I have now because when we first got close to doing thing, doing something and the pandemic hit and they said, okay, not right now. A lot of people, when that happens, they'll never follow up again. They'll mm -hmm. take it as, you know, some type of failure or it's depressing and they'll never follow up. Yeah. I can't tell you the power of the follow up is so important for both whether you're trying to get a job or you're trying to land a client yep. and just staying in touch with people saying, hey, you know, just and you know, one client I have now, literally like every month I was following up um, and saying, hey, just seeing how you're doing. And they would thank me and they said, we're still in this kind of position. And, you know, two or three months ago, they ended up hiring me. So work that network you have, no yeah. matter how vast it is. If you don't have one, start building one. Yep. Um, follow up. Uh, be creative. Uh, I mean, I think content is huge whether it's podcasting or blogging, you know, setting yourself up as an expert in some type of field, that's been a big part for me. And, and I've also made a point to really learn about a lot of different disciplines. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know podcasting, I know blogging, I know filmmaking. And so all these different things that I know really serves me and my clients well, because I feel like I have a, you know, I know business development and accounting because I've done that before. I know HR because I used to run a department in the HR department was under me. And so um, don't be afraid to tap old jobs you used to do and seeing how it can serve you today. I take it then, Ron, that there's an element of perseverance here in for this sure. like equation for success. But yeah. it sounds like there's there's got to be a little bit of patience as mm -hmm. as a component of that too. I mean, you did things very quickly in what some regard, but these relationships that you've built, you've built over yeah. years. Years. Of course this begs the question, if you are a restaurant that's struggling mm -hmm. now. <laughs> right. You, you might not be able to afford to wait 7 years for a solution. So Yeah. I have an answer for the restaurant too. You do. Okay, please. I do. Yes. <laughs> please. Yes. Please. Um Regardless of the business you're in, obviously, you know that most of the interaction I've been doing has been in the visual arts, photography, filmmaking, whatnot. But regardless of the industry you're in, something is going to happen that's going to cause you to pivot. You're yeah. going to need to pivot. And um, sometimes it's out of your control. Uh, it could be a natural event. Uh, it could be a pandemic. Um, sometimes it's because of bad choices you made and then you, you have to pivot. But um, you need to be able to pivot. Like, how can you change your business? What is it? What are the kind of things you can do? So I've seen some restaurants. There's this one restaurant in the Seattle area. They've started doing like drive-in theaters. So here they are where they, you know, where they have this huge 
plot of land, I guess, that they own, and they do drive-in theater where they put up a giant screen in the back, and people can drive up, and it's a high-end restaurant, and so the meal is high, uh, and they're actually donating some of the money to this to this positive cause. So yeah. that's huge. I think the the power of the pivot is so important in times like this. Yep. I think almost every business at some point um, reaches that, and yeah. you know, be thinking now about how you can. How how can you do something that is maybe tangentially related to your business, um, but a little bit off? And it, it may re- require learning something new or what have you. But, you know, sometimes life requires that. Yeah, absolutely. That creativity, that nimbleness, I think, is one thing. Mm-hmm. Being diversified helps, too, right? Because if you have yeah. multiple revenue streams as part of mm-hmm. your business model, then yeah. you can lean on one when the other one perhaps is is in a dip. That's a great point. You know, I wonder, Ron, when it came to writing your book and searching mm-hmm. for a publisher, was part of the journey filled with these kinds of things, with being ready to pivot, with mm-hmm. being being prepared to get creative, oh. leveraging relationships and everything that we've been talking about? Oh, that's a great question because absolutely yes. You know, even though I feel like my book is evergreen, it's called Dungeons and Durags, One Black Nerd's Epic Quest of Self-Discovery, Racial Identity, and Crisis of Faith in um, Today's America. Um, I kind of feel like a lot of it is germane to now, so I kind of feel like a lot of this stuff needs to happen now. Even though you can read it 10 years from now, it could still be germane. But the idea of pivoting, you know, I and when the pandemic hit, I was at a point where the book was done. I didn't have a lit agent. I didn't have a publisher. I felt like there's stuff happening in the world now that this book speaks to. I just want to start sharing it. And so I started publishing it um, one chapter at a time on Medium. So that was a pivot for me. It was like, I'm going to self-publish by just putting one chapter at a time on Medium. And lots of famous books have started that way. The Martian famously was that way. You know, it started out as a serial chapter book. Uh, If you just Google famous books that started out as serials, you'd be surprised. Really? Either the the main book was a series of smaller books that came out as serial chapters or the chapters were released. And so I started doing that. Then I started working with some friends of mine in the business to make a TV series out of it. So we're going towards... You know, why wait for a major publisher to turn into a movie? Let's use some of the connections I have and start pitching it now as a TV show or a movie. Like, why wait? So that was a pivot. And then a month or so ago, um, I found a small independent publisher called Mango Publishing, um, who is like one of the fastest growing independent publishers in the country. Checked them out. I was like, wow, this is a cool little publisher. So I submitted my, my manuscript and, you know, I had a few meetings with them. And now they're enthusiastic about it. And now we're in the process of getting it traditionally uh, published. But when you're passionate about something like, you know, I wasn't making that book for money. I was doing that because it was a story I had to tell, Um, you know, and aside from my radio film school podcast I did a few years ago, it's the most creative, fulfilling creative endeavor I've ever done. And so that was something I was going to do regardless of whether or not it was ever sold or published. And, you know, for those of you who have projects like that, you got to do them. So when and where can I buy the physical copy ideally signed? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, who knows how long this pro- that process would take? Um, yeah. 
um, I mean, you can always get the, di- I'll send you a digital copy, but you can always get a digital copy at dndbook.com. But the physical copy, I would hope that by um, first quarter, they could have something ready to go. Okay. You'll wow. be one of the first people to know for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I yes. will definitely keep my eyes peeled. 